0: Welcome to the Shattered Order podcast with your hosts Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week on the shores of Scarif, we found out that this war zone is not tax free. On top of that, information about the new raid came out with a little surprise. Time to cover all the info you need to know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the seventeenth episode of the Shattered Order podcast. I'm your host Dan, also known as Goodnight Punk, and with me as always. Is my good friend Wink? What's up, Wink? Oh, not a lot. Um, well, here we, we're, we're here doing we got a, in a bit. debate tonight.
1: Yeah, we uh, we're doing a little bit later recording than we typically do. Uh, typically, we do it on you know Friday evening. This is more like a Saturday night where we've kind of been drinking a little bit, doing a little bit. Of <laughs> Slash Sunday morning, you know. Yeah, it's kind of... We're pulling the night shift tonight. That's true. Technically, it is right now 2.20 in the morning on Sunday. So, yeah, I'm hanging in there pretty late. Um, I will say this. I know people are pretty excited to hear about this, I'm sure, because uh, we discussed it a little bit last week. But you and I faced off in fantasy football
0: this past week. Oh How did that turn out? Um, about as good as I thought it would, actually. <laughs> You know, I can't even think of the score off the top of my head because I think I've already pushed it out of my mind.
1: That was probably wise because I think it was a pretty thorough crushing.
0: Well, you know, you, your your margin of victory might have been half of the points I got. So
1: Yeah, it was nice to actually yeah. finally have a good week in that league. All my other leagues have gone pretty well, and that league I've just not been doing very well, so I was pretty happy to get a win.
0: Well, with me, it's my pay leagues i keep winning and all my losses keep piling up in our shattered order fantasy league so i'm like yep. as long as they keep happening there and not where i'm paying i'll be okay dude I'm i'll just have to deal mode. with all the uh the ribbing from everyone hey that's fine i'd rather deal with
1: ribbing than losing money
0: yeah for sure <laughs> totally well uh we visited the Scores of sh- Scores. God, I keep messing that up. It's a hard thing to say. It is. We visited that. the Shores of Scarif this week. So I wanted to know, uh, get your initial thoughts on that. How do you feel about that squad tournaments? I kind of have mixed emotions
1: on it. I thought it was pretty interesting. I really liked um, the fact that we kind of got to mix around different teams you kind of be a little bit strategic with what teams you used and your crystal management and all that stuff however i kind of thought it was a little disappointing that was basically entirely pay to play um or not pay to play but pay to win that was a little bit frustrating um however it kind of To me, the end result kind of depends on what they planned on doing with it. If that kind of replaces the erodium packs or something along those lines, which I've heard people suggest, I'm perfectly okay with it because it gives people who play for free or mostly free an opportunity to get in there and get some rewards, but it also allows people who want to pay the opportunity to be one of the rare people that ends up with a new character. So... If that's what it is, I really don't have an issue with it. If it's anything other than that, I'm a little bit annoyed. What
0: about you? Yeah, it's well the funny thing is from off your comment is if it is to replace a rhodium pack, it's really only to the benefit of EA. Because supposedly if you were on Reddit this week you heard about the Sky Skylark. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong and you listen to this podcast but on his server they went up to like almost 30,000 points. Yeah, that's the which, server I was on. It was brutal. Yeah, and supposedly what was also said on Reddit was that cost, you know, estimated $2,000 to win that server without boosting. So like I seen your comment 2000 for a short trooper as opposed to yeah. a known price of 200 to 300 for a character at seven stars, you know? So that kind of sucks for everyone, I would think.
1: I can't remember the guy's name, or I'd give him a shout out, but uh, the guy who finished second, um, I seen him posting some comments on Reddit, and that was basically what he says, you know, kudos to the guy that won first, you know, he paid for it, he won it fair and square, and that, you know, they weren't trading wins, and didn't seem like they were, from what I could tell. Um, so, I mean, hey, if you want the got that bad then man go for it so
0: i believe I, that was sexy moliza yes so. that's well,
1: <laughs> uh foxy moliza that's what foxy it sorry yes. sexy foxy
0: yep something so it was <laughs> well my initial thoughts were i i was upset with the scoring i didn't really like the way that that worked and i really felt as though people were placing where I figured they were mainly myself you know I did everything I could to get into the top 100 including using crystals I didn't use a ton but probably maybe 200 300 a day trying to stay in the top 100 but by the time I got to the morning on the day it was ending I was so far behind in the 300s that I just decided not to keep refreshing to try to get up there so it was alright. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I got a I got some shards, I'll get some more the next time it comes around and that's that. The people that really wanted it really wanted to uh keep refreshing, get up there, got there. So I'm sure the people got what they wanted. They probably weren't happy with the prices they paid to get to where they wanted, but yeah. Overall I think the idea of the tournament was okay. But we got another couple comments or uh topics here on this that to go over with yep. this. So one of them was the scoring system, and I mentioned that I didn't really like the way that that was done. And it, so in Destiny, the game I play all the time, there there was an event called SRL, and it's a racing league, kind of like Mario Kart inside of a first person shooter. It's kind of crazy, but it had a mechanic in it where when you're racing if you're in last place as you pass through gates you got boosts right well if you're in first place the gates were small if you're in last place the gates are big so as no matter where you were in the race there was a way for you to boost but the person in last was able to boost more than the easier than the person in first right yep. and i look at the points system in this the same way where if you were further down in the rankings you got more points to boost yourself forward And when you're at the top, you got less. So basically, if you're at the top paying a bunch extra to refresh, you weren't really getting that many points. But if someone were in, let's say, the 200 range, they were getting double, triple what you got, and they were moving straight up. So it it just... They were doing a lot of catch-up mechanics, which I believe was to try to make people believe that they could probably get up in the top 10, 15, whatever. I don't think they were trying to be... Inherently dishonest to people, but because you still did have a chance, but it just seemed like a good way to get people to pay more, you know? Yeah. Uh, I agree. So, I'm looking for more of a set number for every battle, you know? And, and if they could find a way to build a shard where not everyone starts in a set position, where it's everyone's in, or this guy's in first, this guy's in fourth, this guy's in you know, whatever, and just start everyone at zero and make you, however many battles you do, you get this many points for winning if you have a defense team and they are able to beat a couple characters or beat a whole other team, you get a certain amount of points. Something where it's more set in the points, I think I would like that more.
1: I completely agree. I really wish they would do something regarding defensive points or, you know, defensive teams, something along those lines, because as... You know, we've discussed quite a few times in the past. That's kind of my strategy in arena anyway is to kind of make my teams very difficult to defend um, or difficult to attack whenever I'm on defense and win because I kind of want them to operate the way I would operate them. And I feel like that's a, that's a strategy in itself, and it would be nice if that had some sort of direct payoff in these sort of tournaments so that the people without these super deep rosters would still have a chance to maybe build a really good team and collect some points on defense, but yet the people with deep rosters could still attack and you know possibly get even more points. Because I know that's kind of... They kind of said that's who they're trying to cater to is the people with deep rosters.
0: Yeah. But
1: it would be nice to get something back for the people that can create you know, creative rosters that work really well.
0: Yeah, and that's the hardest thing in this tournament, I thought, too, because unless you were on the lower ranks, you weren't getting defensive squads that were not meta. And I don't know about you, but I have one or two really good teams, and anything past that was not even going to get me any points. So deep roster worked well as you climbed the ranks on, like, the first day. But after that, it was all about your main team mostly you know
1: yep for sure so
0: but talking about defensive squads it kind of moves into this other thing that kind of came to light throughout this and it was mentioned as an exploit a lot of people refuted that term which makes
1: sense real quick before we dig into this i really i really hope they add defensive scoring in the next tournament that's my one big request for tournament changes I just wanted to throw that in there before we get off that specific topic.
0: Well, yeah. Well, let me go back to that too. It was seemed like defensive squads were made to be a big deal before it even started, but it didn't. They didn't really seem to do much besides be set for people to fight against. Did but did nothing really for you. Yep. Exactly. Which is why people exploited that. Which is what I was getting into. Was yep. this thing that came out called boosting? or that's what most people affectionately called it, but basically there was no time limit on setting your defensive team, so if you were to find a friend that was near your rank that could find you, you could set a less-than-stellar defensive team for them to beat to get points, and once they leapfrogged you, they would do the same, and then you'd fight them and do the same, and just back and forth until you climbed the leaderboard. So that was interesting. Now... I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with it. There was no one I could boost with on my server. I mean, if I went on the forums and was so into it, I could have done it. But, I mean, it was completely within what was built and presented to people, so I don't yep. fault anyone for doing that, you know? I agree. It's so.
1: frustrating for the people that didn't get to do it. Like, I wouldn't really near anyone so that I could. However, I mean... If you were in that position, you were able to. Kudos.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I don't have any opinion on it. It's already been said it's going to be addressed and kind of fixed in the next version. So, it'll be more... It'll be more pay-to-play and get refreshes the next time around than this one necessarily. But, it is what it is, so... I. What did you think of the rewards overall anyway?
1: Uh, the rewards I didn't really have a big problem with. Um, I finished in the uh, five, somewhere around 500. I don't remember if it was the 500 to 1,000 or top 500, barely. I think it was top 500. But um, I-, I felt like the rewards were pretty good. Uh, I would have liked to have seen what i would have got if i was kind of in that top 100 range i would have liked to have unlocked shore trooper but i don't really care that much to be honest uh there were some really good rewards that i've seen people post on reddit so i mean that's that's pretty cool i mean you can get quite a bit as far as raid gear and stuff like that but all in all i just don't really think it was worth spending many crystals on especially i've if you have, you know, two or three teams, you can spend 50, 60 crystals a day and get pretty damn good rewards. So, I think that I mean, spending that's probably worth it and that's about it.
0: Yeah, that was going to be what I, my my assessment too is I got the rewards and beyond getting my short trooper shards, which were nice, I it felt like I was getting a tier 7 raid completion reward. You know what I mean? Yep. I agree. Like, but with more credits. I mean, I was at 350ish, and I got two and a half million credits, and you know, some good raid gear, some mats, three omegas. I mean, for the next one, I don't plan on spending more than like one refresh on my teams a day, if that. But even doing that, if I get in the 300 range again to get the rewards that I got, I'm happy with that. For that kind of spending, you know? And eventually I'll unlock Short Trooper, so... That's fine. I don't see him... From people that have unlocked him, the videos we've seen, he's pretty decent, but he's not, like, meta-changing, I guess. Agreed. At least not from what we've seen so far, so... He seems to be basically a counter to Han Solo. Uh, We'll get into him later, but... That's really the only use I see for him so far. Totally. One thing I heard mentioned about the tournament was the discrepancy in the brackets and their rewards. I heard a lot of people talking how they had friends in like the 60 to 69 bracket or the 70 to 79 bracket that were only, their leaders were only at 2,000 points or 3,000 points. So they were getting seven star short trooper pretty easy on that server or unlocking him at all. And uh, it made me think think i was ranked 68 on my b account in the 70 79 range and one thing you got to consider with these tournaments is it's not really easier for the lower tiers to get the uh Shard trooper because he is only unlocked at the higher ranks at uh, the further down you go in the tiers so for me like at 65 rank i didn't even unlock him this time around so, really? If you think it's going to be easier for those people on the lower tiers to unlock something that you're having a hard time at 80, that's really not the case because the rewards are different for the other tiers. No so, kidding. Just I wanted to put that, that info out there. Yeah, I was kind of pissed because, you know, I'd been working my ass off to get top 100 on my B account thinking the rewards were the same, and then they came out and Samurai Aiki in, our, in the guild he showed me a picture he took of the rewards the rewards tab on the uh, tournament because he's in the sa- he was in the same bracket, and yeah, it was different, totally different than eighty. So it wasn't easier for the lower guys to unlock Short Trooper. So don't worry about that. Just very a interesting PSA. But other thing found out from EA Jesse recently on an the GWR podcast that these tournaments are switching around, so it's not gonna be Short Trooper every time. So it's gonna have different tournaments for different characters and they're kinda of just gonna flip around and Short Trooper will come back. I don't know if he'll be in the next one, but he'll be flipping around in there. So probably see some more characters too. I thought yep. that was interesting. Hopefully no one too. that I care way too much about because then it'll be real obnoxious especially if it's flipping around and once a month you'll never get that character unlocked for a year you know yeah unless you pay unless you do those refreshes or you get on a good server which is possible pray for a good server (laughs) (laughs) exactly well let's see we put out the podcast Podcast poll this week, and uh, it kind of went over some big news that EA Jesse put out on Thursday. So, you want to do a quick summary of what the two major things there were?
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So, the biggest things that were announced was there's a big update coming this week. Level cap is going to 85, and shortly after that. Uh, It's probably not going to be the same update, but shortly after there will be the, what they're calling the take, or the tank takedown raid. I'm having issues talking now, too. Um, (laughs) So those are the two biggest things coming here this month. They basically said the new raid will be up later this month. Um, The reason it's been delayed so long was so that They can make it to where you can do both raids at the same time, which is really exciting. I was really dreading the fact that we may have to decide between the two raids. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit later, but that was basically the reason for the delay. Uh, So, in the poll question, we basically just asked uh, a couple questions, and one of them was, are you ready for the level cap increase? Um... There was 47.4% of people that said yes and 52.6% of people said no. Uh, really? I was pretty surprised it was even that close. Uh, I kind of thought Married? it would be a lot more heavily weighed towards people being no. Uh,
0: what do you think? I I'm the same. I really thought it would be more like one in four people saying that they were ready for an increase, you know? Yeah. I I don't find increases particularly exciting. And one of the best parts of them is abilities, new abilities, but we're not even getting those with this. So it's surprising that so many people are ready for it, but I mean you will have stat and in I almost said inflection. Stat inflation <laughs> with this too, so that'll that is has a particular effect on characters as they level up and uh, according to jesse again uh darth sidious in one of his stat updates should be getting a lot more potency so that will definitely help him out as we go on for sure and something else i heard him say is that
1: you know they may not necessarily s- scale the same way that they happen so, for example, characters that already have a lot of speed may not be getting more speed. They may be getting maybe more offense or more health or something along those lines. Maybe slower characters could gain more speed, stuff, you know, something like that. So the way they're doing it, it could really, you know, mix things up and change the meta. And so be something that we are going to be monitoring heavily. Uh, I can't speak. Hev- Mo- hev- heavenly. Monitoring heavily here in the next <laughs> couple of weeks, just kind of seeing where it goes and see exactly how to counter it. Um, you know, well,
0: do you think that's how interesting it is, the fact that since we've been doing this podcast, that meta has shifted at least four to five times. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And the one we're in now hasn't really lasted much more than a month and a half probably, so that's... it's about to get shaken up way more Again, yeah. Just after a month and a half, you know that seems to be all it lasts anyway.
1: And there's always some sort of event that kind of comes along and moves the meta. I feel like last time it was kind of the scoundrel events in general, so it required people start using Lando more, and then people land. People figured out that you know, hey, Lando's AOE is amazing, so that kind of brought on the whole AOE thing and
0: Palpatine uh, event, dropping the, him in there. Yep. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on, and it's it's just a weekly thing where we have to think, okay, so what's the big shake-up this week, you know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I've kind of been staying with the same arena team since uh, oh, around the last time we did a podcast, and it's done really well, but it seems like about every week or so you got to change your arena team just a little bit if you want to stay in that top 10 especially because uh, I'm starting to get kicked out just a little bit. Um, today was the first day I'd actually been kicked out top 10 in quite a while so that was a little frustrating. Might be time to
0: look into an, a new way to tweak. Yep. Well, so far the second question we put five levels doesn't seem too intimidating to me at least. What are your thoughts on the new level cap? And 38.5% people said cautiously optimistic. And to me, that's a pretty good number, considering, I don't really always consider the community to be optimistic. So the idea that the major chunk of this poll was optimistic is pretty good to me. I'm in the same boat, and we definitely I definitely put cautiously in there to see if that would draw more people to be optimistic because I don't put blind faith in anything, you know, but if you can see where this might be going, I think it can be a good thing, you know?
1: I completely agree. Uh, I mean, as far as being optimistic, as far as, you know, new level cap and gear levels, which we're getting also, um, along with new gear, uh, it's definitely going to change the way things work. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bring back that strategy, at least for, here for a couple months, of being very strategic about who you level up and being really strategic with your resources and not wasting them. So you're... Whatever team you've already got going, you're going to want to stick with
0: that somewhat. So yeah, I was going to say that we need to next podcast we need to kind of think about suggestions for arena teams to move forward to eighty five first. You know, because yep. most of the time you just get that first arena team up there, and then you work on it from there. So who are you going to take? You know. Yeah, and it'll be nice th- once we kind of
1: get going along, and we start seeing exactly how quick people level up, and what gear levels or um, or what levels that the new gear requires. You know, if it's eighty two or eighty three, we may not find out by the time we do an X podcast. Versus maybe if there are some people that are eighty one, we could. So yeah.
0: that'll be pretty interesting to find out as well. Definitely. So as far as the rest of that question went, only about 5% less said they I, they liked 80. So, you know, right there, people want to stay there. And I'm with them. I liked, I liked being 80 for so long because I have a ton of my seven stars geared up and at level 80. So it's nice to be there and be able to spend the points and credits and gear to get them all maxed out. But... Uh, all things come to an end and here we'll move up forward and in another three or four months we'll all be doing the same thing with them so 24 said it was just right to do the five and uh surprisingly two people out of 78 responders said it wasn't enough so whoever you two are you must really like to grind and the game <laughs> is a grind so it, you know it makes sense whatever but or, or their Give me level 100, please. <laughs> see if I can get there first. World first. Next question was, have you been preparing for the new raid by leveling up tunes mentioned as possible, possibly viable in it? And 62% said yes, 37% said no. And I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are going to just move their older raid team forward and see how they do and then adjust from there. But I know for me, I've been working real hard on characters that I thought might be good in this coming up. Yep. So for example, I have ETH Koth max geared ready to go. I have Datcha, Jaw Engineer, Jawa, Scavenger, all seven star, gear nine or higher. And Jawa Engineer is now at gear eight, six star, almost seven star. So I have my Jawa team ready. I have my Eith Koth ready. I'm ready to go. Now, how about you? you Have been working on any of these guys? Yeah,
1: I've been working on them, but it's kind of a slow grind. I'm getting really close to being done with all my Jawas. Um, I think the furthest away I am is like 60 shards on Jawa himself. Uh, all the other ones are pretty much complete. I've still got some gear levels to do on them. I think they're all gear level 8. I think Jawa Engineer maybe gear level 9. I can't remember for sure. Um, so, I know... Dacha I've got to gear level 9 I think his leader ability will be pretty interesting um, Jawa Engineer is awesome obviously because the turn meter game especially some of the other characters um, I mean I guess those are really the only ones I got super far on uh, Ugnaught was one of the lowest that people have um, act- ready to go yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Eleven point seven percent of people have him ready to go. Uh, he's not one I've been farming at all. I've been finishing up Chief Nebbit, and I'm kind of glad I went that route so far.
0: Well, giggles is primed to make us all look dumb when Ugnot becomes the star. So that, seven straight, out of seventy-eight so people. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Ugnot is the new Tebow. Watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: As far as all the characters go, breakdown-wise, for people uh, farming them so far, Dathcha won out. I thought that was pretty crazy, but I guess it makes sense. He's in Galactic War, so most people have already gotten him. But 48 out of 70 people have worked on Dathcha, Rounding out the other four highest ones were the other four Jawas. All around the 30 to 37 mark of people doing them. Ugnat with a massive number of seven. Seven out of seventy-eight people have worked on Ugnut. Not surprising, I don't think, but I kinda thought maybe there'd be more. I don't know. Ethcoth twenty seven. I'm not surprised at that number. I know a lot of people unlocked him just to get Yoda, so that's what I had oh, him yeah. for and yep. I just geared him up and said he was ready to go. So Good that wasn't in. too hard to do. And then I'm a Gundi He looks like he's going to be awesome for this, but I haven't had the time to farm him at all for this. So he might be one of the characters I work on in the guild store once I finish Jawa Engineer because I just think he's going to be good. So 19 people said they're working on him, and I think those 19 people will like what they get, especially if Jedi get a boost in the raid, like uh, the data mine said a while back. So... Yep. That'd be interesting. I thought that was pretty cool to see the breakdown of what people worked on there.
1: Yeah, I agree. Super interesting. Kind of reminded me of a team that I would like to try. I was kind of looking at all these characters the other day, and Jawa actually gains, uh, gains evasion for each Jawa that he has on his team, as well as he gains turn meter for every time he evades. I think he would be super interesting with maybe an old bin lead with some Jawas on there. So he'd have a ton of evasion and gain a ridiculous amount of turn meter every time he evades. So if these droids end up having like AOEs or something, Jawa could end up being a superstar.
0: Yeah, and all these other Jawas on your team add debuffs. So he gets more power against his enemies when they have a debuff. So that would just be ridiculous with him. Yep. So, well, going into the update from Thursday from Jesse. Let's break down some of the things he said in the update along with what he said on the Galactic War podcast because uh, we're on Equal Opportunity podcast here. We listen to all the other podcasts. I like them. Hopefully they think the same. But <laughs> next week, the level crap. Oh, so I got this bolded here. Next week the level cap will be increasing to 85 next week. So not a month from now, not three weeks from now, next week. So when I hit 80 in a couple days on my B account, it'll be for nothing because then I'll have to hit 85. But I think that's, that's exactly how it was on my main account. When I hit 70, that's when it bumped to 80. So I had like two weeks at 70. It was fun. That's why I really enjoyed 80, because I got to spend some time there, you know. Yep. But last cap increase, they said the date for this, and I couldn't believe it was that long ago. But the last cap increase was March 31st. Holy crap. That was so long ago. It does not seem like it's been that long. Right? I mean, it probably took a month, month and a half to get to 80 from 70. Yeah. So we've been at 80. Since middle of April, end of April, beginning of May, that's thats a long time to be maxed out. So yep. I'm not surprised they put this level cap in here. Well, actually, let me take that back. I know on previous podcasts I've said I didn't think they were going to raise the cap. But looking at the time frame here, it doesn't make sense at this point. I just what? didn't think the resources were there to do it, you know. Uh, we weren't really thinking that
1: they would only increase it by five levels either. I think everybody was kind of thinking ten levels. It, five levels is probably a little bit more manageable without getting letting things get too out of hand as far as gear levels and everything. And by them adding the new gear, I mean I I wasn't terribly surprised either. Um, I was still a little a little surprised, but. Um, I think going only 5 levels made a lot more sense than trying to go 10 full levels.
0: You ever played WoW? No. (laughs) This is a funny thing to me, but the original level cap was 60. The original level cap in WoW was 60. Second level cap in WoW was 70. Second level cap here was 70. Third level cap, 80. The same in WoW. Fourth level cap in WoW, 85. Same level cap here. Huh. I don't know how many of those people play WoW over there, but this is just a weird coincidence to me. So, Very interesting. Yeah, it is just... So if, if it follows previous patterns, the next one will go to 90, and then the next one will go to 100. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but cool. I just thought that was interesting. Another little point here. Raids will not give experience points towards the level cap. So... I was thinking about this comment that was made. That makes sense to me. I mean, the raids before weren't giving experience when you were moving to 80, so I don't see why they would give you experience now. So,
1: Yeah.
0: But this is a direct quote here. With this level of cap increase, characters will be able to reach new abilities and gear tiers. Now, that's what the original quote was. But when I went back and I was updating the show notes, there was a, Nice little strike through on the new abilities part. Yep. and uh, there was an uh, there was an update from Jesse saying that he had messed that up, and there weren't new abilities coming with the new level increase. It's just the levels and gear increases, or the level gear you guys can get went up. No okay. abilities. So it makes a lot of sense to me, right? Because remember we were talking about how we just didn't think this level increase was going to come because there's a hundred characters and upgrading all of their abilities would take so much time. Yep. Well, you can get around that if there's no new abilities and those comes later, right? So that looks like what they did. So if it makes sense now. Yeah, exactly. Because now they, they can update the levels. They can add new gear tiers for people. And at a later date, add in new abilities. So I thought that was interesting. Cool. New gear. But that's the main thing, right? We've been talking hinting at this, talking about it a little bit without explaining it for the whole podcast so far, but new gear comes exclusively from the tank takedown raid, which will be released shortly after the level increase. So I'd say probably a week, two weeks after the level increase. Yep. But yeah, new all the new gear is coming straight from the raid, and I honestly am not surprised because all the higher end gear on the other characters came from the Rincorps, right? Yep. Yeah, so you got you got a lot of the lower, easier to farm gears in those higher gear tiers, but then you got the ones that came only from the raid. And I would only assume that these newer gear tiers are gonna be the same way. Like, hey here's the ones that take, you know, Mark IV droid colors, and here's the ones that take only tank takedown raid stuff so I'm thinking that's the way this is going to go again for the next gear levels so but they also said, said he wasn't sure about the guild shop but he wouldn't be surprised if it showed up in there too which I wouldn't either you know they'll probably still throw Rancor stuff in there and maybe a few tank takedown stuff fingers
1: crossed we'll see
0: yeah not all tunes will be able to get to gear twelve. This one didn't surprise me either, because not all gear or not all tunes can get to gear eleven right now, right? Yep. So I'd assume all those tunes that can get to gear ten can go now to eleven, or those that get to eleven could go to twelve. Nothing too crazy there.
1: That kind of makes me wonder why they did that to begin with, um, as far as the gear levels. Like, so let them be all,
0: all on the same gear level and not worry about it. But. Yeah, like, what's the discrepancy, you know, skill-wise or stat number-wise between those that can get to gear 11 and those that can only get to, like, gear 10? Like, how bad is it? Do you know? I'm not certain, but I know that protection is affected directly by your gear level, so I know
1: there will be an effect on that. I'm not sure as far as all the other stats haven't really looked into it that much.
0: Yeah, it's like Kai and Anakin. There's only a few of them there. Yeah, But it would be interesting to see how these... New gear levels, increased stats on people, like specifically Sidious. I really want to see what happens to him now that it's been mentioned that his potency just skyrockets. So yeah, really want to see how it affects these different characters and if it really makes some of these lower-end guys that are still waiting for a rework, maybe they'll still be better with this even though they don't have new abilities. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. They also said that it's not going to be full fills again. There might be partial fills in gears, so... If you see, if you get that guy maxed out and there's three gears you can get and the rest of them show that little gear icon that you can't get, don't be surprised. Oh, yeah. But that makes sense. I mean, all of them do it now. I don't Unless they just decided to fix it across everyone, it wouldn't change, I don't think. So another big change, which is awesome for me as the guild leader, is the reason that the raid was pushed back in the first place... Or at least one of the main ones he's mentioned, and that is that you are going to be able to run the tank takedown raid at the same time as the Rancor raid. Woohoo. I know, right? Um oh, oh. takes out a lot of uh, trying to make one side happy and the other side happy. I was Instead so. Instead of alternating. About that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because it's it's some people aren't just not gonna be done with the Rancor raid. And I know we've had a lot of time in it, but a lot of characters people want to get geared up, you know, and they don't want to pay shipment prices to gear those guys up because we're just sifting through the tank takedown, you know.
1: Yep, No question.
0: So it's awesome that they're going to be doing this now where you earn two types of guild currency a day. One for the Rancor raid and one for the tank takedown raid. So this is really cool to get you to be able to run two raids at a time. And before I move on to the other awesome things about it, I just want to run with a wild thought I just had and that is, what are they going to do with the next raid? Are they going to add a third currency? Seems like they're setting themselves up for an interesting uh, dilemma coming up so we'll see how they deal with that in the future, but for now this is awesome with these two. They're great. But previously not possible to run two raids at the same time. I hear your, your mind churning over there. Yeah, uh,
1: one thing that we've kind of talked about in the past is adding maybe another form of currency of some sort. Uh, So I think that this is a good way to do it by allowing us to do both raids because some people aren't faced with Han Solo. Some people still need that gear, the droid collars and the furnaces and all that stuff to get their characters to the point that they can even use the new gear. So I almost think that was really essential because I think there would have been a lot of tearing apart in the guilds trying to decide, you know, what raid to do. I think it would have forced guilds to kind of split up and maybe do multiple guilds or something like that. So I think this is a much better way so that everybody can still get all the gear. Plus, you know, you're getting rewards from both rather than just one.
0: Yeah, that would make sense because... They don't want people to stop progressing totally, you know? Like, let's say you have a staple of ten seven stars that you have ready for the tank takedown raid to get the gear from it and use it. Well, all those other ones left behind in the dust, right? They're going to be stuck there, right? So I'm sure they wanted a way for you to still gear those characters up to be usable while still using these guys. You know, your higher ones. Yep. So it makes sense to be able to get the older gear, to get those other guys kind of caught up while still progressing to your highest characters. So that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Things I said about this, saw that this could possibly divide guilds, so made a way to run both at the same time. Well, it's really nice that they saw this one might divide guilds and fixed it. I really wish they would see how the raid rewards split guilds and fix that too. Just saying. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Well, that's a point for another time. But anyways, no need to choose now, as you can run both at the same time. I wrote here, Raid Han for everyone. So, (laughs) if you don't have them unlocked, or you're still working on that 7-star, you're going to get it. And that's good news for me, because I'm halfway to 7-stars, and I really want it. So, I thought I was going to have to abandon it at 6-stars, but I'm really not. So I'm happy with that. And it was mentioned, but I really don't need think it needed to be mentioned, but these characters from one raid to the other will not be tied together, so character reef sets for one raid will not affect the other. Yeah, so that's true. That's if you use all your Jawas in the tank takedown, they'll still be available in the Rancor, even though you probably won't want to use them. So I had a wild thought with this, with the two currencies, and I really hope this isn't the truth, but it really wouldn't put it past the game developers. Um, What if these two currencies were tied to the two types of energies? So let's say to open the tank takedown, everyone has to get their 600 out of 600 cantina a day, and for Rancor, you got 600 out of 600 of the regular energy a day. What does that seem like something that might actually happen to you?
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Uh, really wouldn't surprise me. I am curious to see what they'll do exactly because there's several different routes they could go, you know, maybe making your regular energy for the uh, older raid and say cantina energy for the newer raid or something along those lines. But I, I really hope that they don't require, um, like an excessive amount of crystals spent to hit those numbers. Like if it's, say, 400 energy of each, I think that would be pretty problematic for a lot of guilds where people can't quite do those number of refreshes. So if they do that, I do hope that they kind of limit it to maybe, you know, like 150 cantina energy or 200 cantina energy and 400 regular energy or something along those lines.
0: Yeah, I could see them doing, like, instead of 600, 600, moving it up to, like, 700 or 800. I mean, I wouldn't be too totally out of it. would still be kind of needing refreshes from people, but I could see that. I don't know. It would just be interesting to see how this works, Is if our normal 600 out of 600 is enough to open up both raids or if it's going to change somehow i'm interested in that as a guild leader knowing coordinating people spending their energy and meeting their 600 goals making it longer or more will be an interesting thing going forward one thing's for sure with the new raid is it's not going to have a crap ton of tiers either it's really meant for the higher end players unlike the rancor core. Which makes sense given what the rewards are, but it will just have a normal version, which will be 79 to 80 level. And a heroic version, which will probably be 83 level or higher. That would be my guess. So there's only the two different types. Try the normal, and then move into heroic. It's pretty much the same way our guild did Rancor Raid, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty happy with that too. Uh, I have no issue with them doing that in fact i kind of like that they're limiting the number of tiers to just two Uh, i'll be curious to see exactly how much of a step up the tier one of the new raid is from tier seven of the rancor raid with obviously this one actually being created with mods in mind because the rancor raid was created before mods you know actually came out so this one will actually have that in mind and then we'll also be accounting for the new level cap increase, which the Rancor also didn't. So I'm assuming that after this level cap increase and everything, the Rancor raid's going to be insanely easy for some of the higher-end guilds, for sure. I mean...
0: Yes, definitely. I, I am up for harder difficulty on the new raid, if not only to make what we do for raid rules less complex, you know? So, we'll see what happens. But it, I'm, I'm excited for the new raid and the new challenges it'll bring to guilds. So, Also, as mentioned, it will not be possible for a single tune to make soloing a phase possible, i.e. Tebow. So, I don't know how that announcement can be made. Like, I know when they put out features and all these things, they... S- They have an idea of how it should work, but uh, us as players come up with ways to break it, so we'll see if that actually becomes the truth, you know?
1: Yeah, that's a good point, but one thing to keep in mind is the Rancor raid was kind of broken by the introduction of mods and some newer characters mainly, Uh, because you didn't really see people clearing those raids the way they do now, now that we have... You know, like Dangar and mods. So I really don't think that'll be an issue. I think that's something that will be pretty easy for them to consider and work around.
0: Well, that makes it more exciting to me, in my opinion. It becomes, it kind of fits into the next point we had: is all enemies will be labeled as droid. Unsure if the tank will be labeled as droid, but what was said was team comps will be important in this raid. So. You know, there was a date of mine that saw buffs to Jedi's and buffs to Jawas. Not sure if there'll be more for other characters, but having a team comp idea in this raid gets me really excited about it, you know. And it kind of sucks in a way for some people where you have to focus on either doing arena or raid, because most likely some of these synergy teams for the raid will not be good arena teams, but are perfect in the raid. And vice versa, but I, I like the idea of the strategy involved with that. You know, like for me working on these Jawas, the only reason I do that, I'm not going to throw them in my arena ever, probably. But I've been working on them because I'm hoping that they'll be, you know, raid killers. So it's really exciting to me to see how these uh, team comps needed turn out You know, really think that's a cool idea. And now for more theory crafting, because you know we love to do that here. They said there's going to be a new character to obtain from the tank takedown. Now most people thought it was going to be R2D2 because we've seen a data, not a data mine. They just showed him off at the uh, Star Wars celebration, but we were told that by EA Jesse that it will be from the same era as the raid. So basically, Clone Wars. Now R2D2 still fits that mold, but I don't know, man. That hint kind of t- makes me think it's going to be someone else. What about you? Because I have one that I have one that really comes to mind, and I really would like him. I don't know how long it'll take to get him, but General Kenobi.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be Arto in the beginning, but after hearing him talk about that, I don't really know. I kind of, kind of think I agree with you. It, General Kenobi really seems like the most likely one. Because I don't think they're going to make it a character that nobody really wants to get from these raids. Due to the amount of work and time that it takes to get these characters, I think it's going to be somebody that everybody really wants. And as we know from the previous poll we did a while back, General Kenobi's wanted by just about everyone. So that would be a good choice.
0: Now, the ultimate troll. Now... Let's be honest here. What they really could do to screw with people is make a Jar Jar. <laughs> Here's the that was the sound of total disappointment. You're like, oh, God, I hope not. Yeah, I feel like that would be a colossal mistake. <laughs> He'll be the new Ray. I'm just saying Jar Jar, the new Ray. <laughs> Let Let's hope not. And he's just, just going to trip over trip over his feet, slap the opponent with his ears, somehow do 21,000 damage, and you're just going to hate yourself for using him every time. <laughs> if that happens, we're blaming you for jinxing it. <laughs> Other points here. Guilds will get both raid currencies at max when the new raid goes live. So, for those of you that like to spend your time at the end of the month saving your raid points to try to slam onto the... Uh, Arena leaderboard. You don't have to save any uh, currency because they are going to max everyone out. So the best idea is to use as much currency you can before the before the update comes out, so that it just refills to max. You know what I mean? We might and we might throw a free for all raid in our uh, guild when we know that is coming out. I know people have been wanting that, so maybe we'll do that. We'll see, but. Max on both Rancor and Tank Takedown when the new raid goes live. So no one has to save energy. You're just going to be able to jump right in there and see what you can do. I think that's pretty cool. No waiting, just enjoy the new content. Yeah, I'm really glad they're doing that
1: because as long as we've been waiting and we're so excited for it, uh, that's that's a really good move, I think.
0: Now, one thing that kind of everyone was worried about breaking the game again even more, especially with this new raid coming out, was six- and seven-star mods. It turns out that mods will not be rewards from the raid, and six- and seven-star mods specifically will not be coming to Galaxy of Heroes. Anytime soon, at least. So, I thought that was interesting. I know you're a mod guy. Are you disappointed in that? Are you kidding? Of course I'm disappointed. That's, like, my
1: favorite thing in the game, is toying around with the mods. Uh So... Yeah, I'm definitely a little bit disappointed. It would have been nice to get something, um, you know, something new with the mods, have that special mod to be chasing, uh, but, oh well, I guess we will have to
0: just carry on with the way it is now. Yeah, it'd be nice to get some of the mods that are actually out there as raid rewards, but six and seven star mods, I'm okay with them not being there, but it'd be cool if the other ones got thrown into the raid rewards, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, some other quick hitting points, not really to do with the raid, but with the level adjustment. No new adjustments to Credit heists with the level cap increase. Now, I'll say this. It would be nice for us to get more money, but we're already getting a lot of money compared to what we were, and I think that money is enough, and I think they know with the crawl for how much credits we have to use to get up in level that they did this preemptively. So I'm thinking that this is already in place to help us level up. You know,
1: I completely agree. And a couple things I'd like to mention is one. I mean, you're not going to do more than two levels a week. Most likely it's going to take a little bit of time to go up in these levels. I'll be curious to see exactly how they scale the experience required um, cause I know last time it started becoming a grind and another tip is don't spend your credits. Even once you hit level 81, there's no need to go ahead and, you know, move your characters up to level 81 unless you can actually get a piece of gear on them or something along those lines. I typically don't like to level them up unless I can take them to an entirely new gear level. And that's probably going to be a strategy I go ahead and use once the new level cap's implemented. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until then, I'm not even spending crystals. I'm saving all my crystals and everything that I get between now and then so that I can start working on leveling up as quick as possible with those. And I'm going to try to not waste any resources whatsoever. Just save all my credits that way if a character needs to go to 83 to make that next gear level, I can just take that one character rather than, you know, maybe getting a credit crunch because I've got all my characters level 82, you know.
0: Yeah, and a good the only reason I might think to spend money on leveling is if it becomes a daily again. But even when that's the case, you can throw a one star on there for 213 credits and finish your daily, so... Yeah, I think that's a pretty good uh, saving of credits there. and it, And especially it makes it so, once you get to the higher levels, you really have a good idea of what people are doing in the meta, and you might be able to level someone you didn't think you wanted to back when you were level 81, when you're at level 83, you know? Yeah. So it really gives you a little more wiggle room with what you're doing, I think. Yeah. So... I agree. Also was mentioned, no change to mods planned in relation to rebalancing set bonuses or reducing secondary stats. I think that was just an answer to people wishful thinking. Like, hey, can we get rid of these 15 extra speed secondary mods? Not
1: wishful thinking for me. I'm very happy about the, way, the current state of mods. And some, yeah. something else that people aren't really thinking about is adding these new gear levels... By adding more protection and more health, that's only going to make those percentage mods increase it even further, which is going to help mitigate the importance of speed. Um, speed's going to yeah. become a lot less important just for the fact that characters will be stronger, they'll have more offense, they'll have more defense. Like getting more of that stuff on there is going to become more important than just worrying about speed.
0: Yeah, if you have a guy going faster but hitting for a lot less than a guy that might be 30 points slower but, you know, takes two hits from him to kill your guy, it's really not going to make too big of a difference for you. Yep. So, another thing, new challenge tiers to go along with the level increase, so that was a nice add. Now, I'm really curious to see what they throw in there. And one thing I want to throw out there that I'm sure everyone on Reddit and the forums would be happy to see added, syringes. Give them. Give yeah. them more of them, at least. More than the two.
1: There's something that I'd be even more excited to see, and that would be an actual use for the MK8 electrobinoculars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That would be real nice, too, because I've got a nice surplus of them going, and I'm ready to use them.
1: So do I. I've got, like, 250 of them. I farm those for a long-ass
0: time before I realize that,
1: hey, they're worthless.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, why is there not a green dot on these things, like, ever? <laughs> and I just don't yep. have anyone ready to use them? What the hell? Yep, Then I read exactly. something on Reddit, and, oh, that's why. Well, I'm going to go down a couple tiers and... That should never happen, right? You should always be farming the highest tier. Yep. But you know, I here we more. are. Here we are farming lower tiers to get... Those rewards are working better for us. So it'll be nice to see these new challenge tiers. And possibly what's so interesting
1: good? is they, uh, they said that they're adding new tiers. I mean, why add a new tier in a challenge where the rewards are already you know, not usable because you haven't allowed them to be
0: usable yet. You don't know, think it would really be cool is adding a couple of different challenges. I definitely agree there that. Yeah. Something that might be more challenging, <laughs> yep. you know, For they're sure. not challenges really. They're just dailies at this point, but yes, if you add some something spots. with a, yeah, exactly. So you add something in with a little more challenge or, I don't know what the word is. Something where you have to think to do it. Where this guy can do this to you unless you do this. Or you bring a guy that can do this and complete different challenges. I think that would be cool to have a new challenge along, on top of just adding new, cha- new uh, tiers. I, don't know. Oh, I guess we'll see. They are possibly adding new daily challenges. I don't know what they would add. Maybe ship stuff when they come out. Maybe the way it is now, where if you're not max level, you still have to add gear and train characters every day. Maybe they'll throw those in from 80 to 85. Don't know. But they said they're thinking about new daily challenges. And also, as mentioned, ships are still coming. The raid is now ready to come before it, though. So they're still working on ships and will release them at a later date. I don't ever think this was an issue. I hoped that the raid would come fast, since it was a announced quicker than the ships which were a week ago so uh, i'm glad they're still working on them i'm glad the raid's coming out it's just more content to look forward to in my opinion agreed but another thing with those ships that was mentioned new information this week uh, pilots are going to be important to ships so that will be cool that's why they said that the tie fighter pilot is the character of the month next month because pilots will be important to ships that's very so hope- exciting. Right? So I'm hoping it's not just like Resistance Pilot and the named pilot, people with the name Pilot in them, but let's yeah. say Han, well, Chewbacca, you know, Boba Fett.
1: As has been discussed, too, also is uh, the big thing that they, you know, removed dis- from his description that he has ship synergy. So I would assume that, you know, him and Wedge would also kind of have that as well so it should just i mean it should be you know people with specific names especially if they're highly tied to a fighter of some sort
0: yeah definitely that's a pretty good indicator of that the fact that a person like biggs would be connected to ships and that other named characters probably are too so that will be interesting so if you uh are excited for ships and want to put a lot of energy into them. Farm those sh- pilots.
1: I just finished first order TIE pilot this week, so... I'm
0: man, excited. that's good for you. Yeah, that's yeah. a good timing, man. Long grind. Yeah, I'll bet. I'm doing General Veers right now. Don't ask oh, me yeah. why. Probably because I'm a masochist, but... <laughs> yeah. I just got him to five stars. and pretty nice. excited about that. I don't know if he'll be any good, but... I've always... Wanted to farm a character that no one really has, and he's one of them, so we'll see how he does when I get him. Cool. But still going to be omegas for completing dailies, so you're not going to be missing out on da- omegas when you're not at max, so between 80 and 85, you'll still get them every day. So that's a nice thing. Very exciting. of sucked for, to miss out on them for a month and a half. Yep. Well, probably not that long since it's not 10 levels, but even still. Three weeks of Omegas at one apiece. You know, that's a lot. But. Also, new light side and dark side cantina nodes go with the level increase. So, I'm gonna be watching these specifically to see who gets added to hard nodes, because that will be interesting to me. I agree.
1: I'll be curious to see if, like, on the lark si- light side and dark side, see if they actually add more battles per level. Or if they actually add more levels. Uh, Cantina's pretty easy since, you know, that eighth spot says coming soon anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. That one's going to be pretty easy to fill in. But I'll be curious if they actually add any more spaces to the other
0: ones. And it was funny. Something I heard today that I thought was awesome that comes with this will be new achievements. And, you know, it usually comes with new achievements for...
1: Vader these. Shards! <laughs> yes,
0: more Vader shards, and those are always exciting. welcome, so yep. I'm, I'm with it. I like it. Cool. Well, that pretty much covers all the news that was put out this week, and I'm sure we missed some and heavily went over others, but we got a lot of more weeks coming up through the level increase, the new raid coming out, ships eventually, more yep. Rogue One events. You know, we got a lot of stuff to talk about coming up, so...
1: Uh, Real quick before we get into our next thing, uh, how exactly are you going to plan going into this new level cap? Uh, Because, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go as far as like what I kind of said earlier about saving credits and crystals to help move up the levels. And then as far as actually leveling up characters specifically are you kind of going to focus on your arena team or are there specific characters you're going to focus on getting leveled up faster or is it just going to kind of depend on what gear is required
0: to do so? I kind of made a decision in the last couple days actually on this because I've been having a really hard time focusing on someone to gear, you know, every day because I don't do hard nodes every day like a lot of people do. I actually just gear all my characters. So, like, I've been trying to figure out who do I want to gear because I have Biggs and Wedge ready to be geared, which I want to throw them in my arena team, but then I also have my Jawas, right? And I think for me, what I'm going to do is really focus on the new raid and probably run with my Jawas and just run the same old... 14 meta again arena team that I have and just ride that out. Yeah. And just try to get my Jawas up and hopefully, you know, be able to unlock General Kenobi before everyone else. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what I'm focusing on, but I'm also, I've decided I I leveled up my last guy to 80 after the last uh, training droid event, and I am not going to spend any more credits now, and I'm not going to use those training droids now. I'm just going to save them up to use for the level increase. That's that's pretty much it. All my credits, all my droids, sparingly using crystals to get shards as I go, as I farm. That's about it for me. How about yeah. you?
1: S- uh, smart strategy. I'm pretty much with you. I'm basically just going to save credits. Um, I'm not going to go f- focus... As heavily on the Jawas as you, I am going to be a little bit more arena focused. Um, I'm kind of fortunate in the fact that one of my characters on my arena team doesn't need to be leveled anymore. So I really only have four characters to worry about. And the meta is probably going to shift a little bit anyway, so I'm not sure how long that'll last. Um, My old Ben should pretty much be fine whatever happens, so
0: (laughs) he's not one I have to worry about. (laughs) It's funny that the guy named Old Ben is can, is to me like the little guy on your team. Yeah, yeah. the old man he, is the little guy.
1: Yeah, and if you guys aren't aware, I run a four star, gear level four, level seventy eight Old Ben on my arena team, and pretty much finish top five every single day. Um, he's <laughs> he's awesome. He's great. I I like him a
0: lot. I just. But. The idea of seeing him in my list of people to attack, is it makes my mouth salivate, and then I just realize, when you fight it, and it just beats you up, how demoralizing that would be.
1: Well, especially considering my Stormtrooper Hong goes at basically 249 speed, and he gives old Ben full turn meter, so you're getting (laughs) ability blocked, and or offense down, basically right off the bat, I... Yeah, it's it's probably quite frustrating. I'd
0: be pissed if I attacked it. <laughs> totally. Well, it seems that we have the return of the Jerry fact this week. What? Yeah, Jerry has been active this week. He heard about the news we talked about last week and the week before that, and uh, he's he's trying to be hip as he always is. So, perfect. Let me just let me just break this down for you turns out jerry is highly unsatisfied unsatisfied with his meta position so he's started started taking flying lessons not a bad you know?
1: idea
0: uh he wants to be one of those pilots that people want for their ships that's pretty you know, smart
1: you know he's Everybody's to excited get a, about tie or tie fighter pilot this month so
0: yeah he to wants to in. be ahead of the meta for once and nice. that's what he's trying to do so but the problem is His first flight, just like everything Jerry touches, caught fire shortly after takeoff. And he had to eject. Yeah. Yeah, I wish there was video of this on YouTube somewhere. Did
1: did anyone tell him that he's got to take his little flamethrower pack off? Is that that why the plane caught fire? Or what happened?
0: What I'm being told is, and it's kind of sad... He he had it super glued to his back by some Jokers, some of the other Stormtroopers. Aww, that's... Yeah. Fun. So he couldn't take it off, but he, he was determined to fly this TIE fighter. But after takeoff, cop fire, he had to eject. It blew up. Basically, when he... From what I hear, when Jerry hoofs his way back to the Imperial base, he's being disqualified from the TIE pilot program. So, nice try, Jerry didn't quite make it again. You know, just, you know I think the moral of the story is
1: stay in your lane. <laughs> uh, almost kind of the opposite. <laughs> Don't let the risk of getting burned keep you from chasing your dreams.
0: Oh man, I love it. <laughs> that pun was just perfect. <laughs> oh wow. Even at 3:30 in the morning you got it. I do my best. <laughs> well, guys, I really appreciate you sticking it, sticking it to us, sticking through it with us. <laughs> oh man, it is late. Anyways, I know we had a few technical difficulties in here and that happens sometimes, but really looking forward to what's coming up and uh, really looking forward to talking to you guys again. So thanks for listening.
1: Yep. This next podcast should be pretty exciting. We'll be talking about, you know the big update and some strategies moving forward. So uh, we will catch you guys next week. Sounds good. See you then. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order
0: podcast. Happy gaming and may the force be with you.